Hello and welcome to Take It or Leave It. It's a Christian podcast to encourage us all to implement real change in our lives based on the teachings of Jesus so that when the rapture occurs, we may all be caught up to meet Jesus Christ in the air. It's about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. I'm your host, Madison Santiago. Hello and welcome back to Take It or Leave It. And today there is a powerful encouragement we're going to be talking about and a powerful reminder that there is life after death. And I'm going to be jumping into Luke 16, but when we read this passage, I want you to go in with the understanding that there is life after death and the dead cannot cross over. So first, I want to remind everyone that we are born into sin. Not one of us, not me, not you, except for Jesus, is born good. We are not born good. Only Jesus is born good. So when you hear people saying, oh, I have good kids. Oh, I'm good. Are you? Because you were only made good through the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ and following him. Amen. And that's not to say, oh, God's grace and mercy is upon me. Not exactly. Not exactly. You must live a life for him and do everything he says yes to and not do anything he says no to. So in order to do that, you need to be going to church. You need to be reading the Bible. But even churchgoers are not going to heaven. Why? Because you need to live a life inside and outside of the church according to what Jesus says. Amen? Amen. I want to remind you that our earthly bodies die. Our natural bodies, they die, but we will be given an incorruptible body. And when we die, our life will be in one of two places. Place one is a place of eternal torment. That's hell. And place two is a place of comfort and joy. That's heaven. There's no purgatory that doesn't exist. There's heaven and there's hell. And to transfer from one place to another is impossible. So what I mean by that is if you're in hell, you cannot go to heaven. If you're in heaven, you cannot go to hell. If you are in heaven or hell, you cannot travel in between. Why? Because the conditions of your eternity post-death is unchangeable. And I'm going to say that again. The conditions of your eternity post-death is unchangeable. You cannot pray someone up into heaven once they have died. And the reason why I mention that here is because I, in recent years, was at a funeral where um, the minister had said, okay, let's pray this person up into heaven and you know i thought it was so ridiculous and i was so discouraged because people started praying so there's this belief that you can pray someone into heaven right you can't do that once you give your last breath your soul is either going to be escorted by demons or escorted by angels you're going to one of two places no matter what we do we cannot influence your destination because that is based upon how you lived your life and the decisions you made amen i also want to remind you that in the church and honestly anywhere if there's people there's going to be problems why because people have their own problems they encounter problems they have character problems right so even in the church there is no perfect church right and we're not going to be discussing this today but i encourage you to look up the wheat and the tares amen And I'm not even here to tell you that, hey, my church is the best church. I'm just simply sharing what Jesus shares with us. Jesus shares in the Bible about the rich man and Lazarus. And I want to read in Luke 16. I'm going to start in Luke chapter 16, verse 19. And it says, There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid at his gate. 
desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. Verse 22, so it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And being in torments in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. 24, then he cried and said, so the rich man cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted and you are tormented. And today many people are preaching to convert to religion, and no religion, church, mission trip, etc. is mentioned in this passage. Jesus didn't expose the rich man's religion. He exposed his problem, which was his greediness and his hardness of heart. How is this exposed? Through the interaction with Lazarus, right? You have something in front of you every day. You should help. He's been placed in front of you every day and you didn't. And the Lord is exposing this now. We're going to talk more about this later. And in verse 26, it says, And besides all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed. So it's fixed, unchangeable. It's not variable. It's fixed. So that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. Verse 27, Then he said, I beg you, therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may testify to them. Lest they also come to this place of torment. And Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. No, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to them, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded through one rise from the dead. So I mentioned earlier that none of us is born good, and that is true. But we are only good if we follow God. Amen? I'll say it again. We are only good if we follow God. We need to evaluate ourselves each and every day and pray that God allows us to see the problems that we cannot and to change us from the inside out. Amen. So how does God expose the rich man's problem? Again, I did touch upon it earlier, but the need was right in front of the rich man. And still, he did nothing. He did nothing. Though the beggar was right there just wanting crumbs, yet the rich man ignored him, right? Ignored him until... He needed a drip of water, right? And then he called upon the beggar. Wow. Today, many are ignoring those who need help. Just like the rich man ignored his opportunity to show love. And religion will not save you. God wants you to know this. And in John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And again, I encourage you to really look into the meaning of believes. And God doesn't want you to perish. God loves all skin colors, different cultures. If you speak a different language, he truly wants you to be with him. But we need to love how God loves. And we can only begin to know this when we have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Loving God teaches us how to love each other. If we cannot love others, we should expect to have torment greet us when we die. Because remember, Lazarus was taken up by angels. Amen. I want to read in Matthew chapter 25, starting in verse 31, and it says, When the Son of Man, who's Jesus, comes in his glory, 
and all the holy angels with him. Then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them from one another. So he's going to divide the people. Jesus is going to divide the people. Because there will be a division. Remember, Jesus said we are sheep among wolves. Amen. There's going to be a division. As the shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. 37. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did, you see, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. So confirmation that Jesus does see the missed opportunities. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, depart from me. What does that mean? Leave me away from me. Be divided from me. And Jesus continues, you cursed into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not take me in. Naked and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison and you did not visit me. 44. Then they also will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he said to them saying, assuredly, so assuredly, without a doubt, truly, I say to you, and as much as you did not do it to the one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment. Again, everlasting punishment, eternal punishment but the righteous into eternal life we will all be greeted when we're going to die we read earlier the beggar died and the angels carried him away what an exit that's the kind of exit that i want what kind of exit do you want because it's your choice god truly sees your hearts and he's the only one he's the only one that can see your heart he sees when you are trying and he sees when you are not have you seen someone ever fight death they're really trying to hold on, right? Even sometimes they die and then they are revived. But why are they trying to hold on? I believe it's because they might see demons waiting for them, depending on how they live their life, and they don't want to go. So they're fighting to hold on. They don't want to go with the demons who are waiting for them to escort them out of this life. But for those who love Jesus, angels wait nearby to escort them, right? Don't you want angels waiting nearby to escort you? Who's going to escort you to your eternal home? I'm not here to tell you that. That is up to you. Do not let another opportunity pass you by. Jesus is available today. He's available today. You just need to repent. Repent for your sins. Turn away from this world and live for him. Allow Jesus to open your eyes to these opportunities. But you control it. You control it. Be sensitive. When things are placed in your path, you need to respond and to provide you an example i recently heard a testimony of somebody traveling to the west coast and as they got off their plane they were greeted with paramedics trying to help somebody right so what did they do 
They stood at a distance and they prayed in the name of Jesus for healing. Why? Because it was placed in their path. Here they come with the power of God, right? Don't be like the rich man who ignores the opportunity. Amen? This is Take It or Leave It. God bless you all.